Welcome back, everyone. This is Ascend with Carrie and Mohan. In the last two episodes, I've introduced you to Carrie Hollick, representing OHUG, and Mohan Dutt, representing OATUG. I'm Deborah Grant, editor-at-large of OATUG's Insight Magazine, and this is episode three of our Ascend series. Today, we have as our guest Mike Jones of OATUG, Education Director, and he's going to tell us more about applying to speak at the Ascend Conference, which is coming up on June 17th to 20th at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. Happy to have you with us, Mike. Welcome. I know the three of you have a lot to discuss about how, how OATUG and OHUG members and those who aren't members yet can get ready to apply for a speaker spot at Ascend 2024 in Las Vegas. So, Carrie, why don't you start and help kick off the conversation? I know you have some questions for Mike today. Happy to. Yeah, we've got a ton of questions for you, Mike. We're just going to grill you during this entire episode, so I hope you're ready for it. But before we jump into the questions, just another to, to follow on to that intro there, uh, Mohan has referred to Mike, and I agree, as the mastermind behind the education content at Ascend. So mastermind, that's not evil genius. It might be genius, but definitely he has great experience. He's the right guy to give us some insider info. We've discussed how far we should go with sharing secrets, and we're just going to put it all out there. We're going to tell you everything we know about uh, getting your proposal in and getting it selected. So with that, I'm going to lead off with the first question and then turn it over to Mohan to begin this interrogation uh, interview. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, first question, you know, how soon are we opening this call for proposals and how do you even submit a proposal? How do you go about it? Uh, well, that's always the very first start to uh, getting the conference started is uh, the call for presentations. So uh, once that opens, uh, we're planning on opening the call for presentations and registration on the same date. It's going to be at the end of November, but to be safe, let's just say the beginning of December. And um, once that kicks off, uh, submitting a proposal, it could not be any easier. All you need to do is uh, create a strong title abstract and some learning objectives uh, really is not very not very complex or difficult uh, just to at least submit something. Great. So Mike, I have a follow-up question. Um, should someone submit a proposal early or late and is there any limit to the number of proposals one can submit? Yeah. Um, one can't really submit early, but uh, just I would recommend submitting um, during the uh, time. And um, if anyone wants to submit uh, as many uh, proposals as possible, I highly recommend that. Uh, the more submissions we get, the better we have. I know that uh, I love seeing that. So um, generally, if we have a presenter uh, submit two or three sessions, um, that is a very common uh, theme. Uh, especially if you're working on several different projects uh, within Oracle or several different areas, uh, it might make sense that uh, if you are, you know, head of IT, that you're, you're dealing with ERP cloud or EPM as well. Um, it's always great to kind of submit a session for each of the areas that you're in or different projects or different parts of your session. Whereas if you're doing an implement implementation and you're starting out early, or you're finishing up an implementation, you can talk about, you know, 
what you did when you started and how you finished and all the tips and tricks is always uh, a, creates a great session for Ascend. Excellent. I'm going to jump in and, and ask about the tracks. So I know at Ascend, there's there's different tracks where you submit your proposal. You, you pick the, the track and then even a smart track or a sub track underneath that. So does that change each year? What does that look like? How do you even select the uh, the tracks that are available for people to submit to? Great question. I just pick them out of the hat. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding. We have a education committee that goes through them every year. And uh, this year we've done, uh, I think, a really good job um, of selecting tracks. We based our tracks, and we did this actually a long time ago, but uh, when I first took over, we were doing, the tracks are all by industry. Now we're doing it by kind of Oracle product. So um, that's the basis for the track, whether you're working in uh, cloud ERP or cloud HCM or PeopleSoft, uh, the tracks are kind of laid out that direction. And then the smart tracks, so once you select a track, a list of smart tracks will come up underneath it, and then you can select uh, those different tracks, which are really tied to the main track that you picked. So um, obviously, if you're picking Cloud ERP, uh, you wouldn't see customizations in there because you can't really customize ERP. If you're selecting EBS, you will see um, kind of Abstech, which kind of covers customizations and, and different items in the EBS area. So that's the reason for that. If you're selecting, uh, we have some non-Oracle tracks, which is kind of professional development, not technically an Oracle product, but um, kind of falls in line with uh, professional development within the Oracle sphere. So um, those tracks are a little bit different and those are always a lot of fun. That's great, thank you. Yep. And uh, Mike, we noticed that um, the session content at the conference is not just limited to lectures. There are so many different session types. Can you tell us what we are uh, going to see at Ascend 2024 regarding the different session types. Yep. Uh, yeah, thank you, Mohan. We do uh, break, we do, we, during the call for papers, we do have, we do allow for different session types, whether you're just doing a lecture or uh, you want to do a panel, for instance. I know Mohan loves to do panels. Um, he, he's been he's been a part of many at, at the conference. And um, or if you want to do if you want to do something a little bit different, we limit the session types, I think, during the call for papers and then break those out a little bit more thoroughly uh, when we kind of see the sessions and how they fit in. But, yes, we're, we're, we are going to have different session types new this year is we are going to do some hands on labs. So that might be dropped in there. We uh, also have turbo talks, which are talks. Um, our general session is an hour long. Um, turbo talks is a 30 minute session, which kind of breaks out um, into smaller areas. You don't kind of go into the detail or the technical details on those turbo talk sessions, but we have all sorts of different session types. And I think that's one of the things I love about uh, our event and our conference. And I wish I could take credit for all these, but I, I kind of steal these from all these different areas. But I do love a variety because I think the attendees like that as well, where um, they don't know whether they want to go to a hands-on lab, which might be an hour and a half, or a lecture, which is an hour, or a turbo talk, which is 30 minutes, or they just want to see a panel of users and you know hear about their experiences. So that's the one thing I do love about Ascend. 
um, you get to see and hear all those different experiences via the session type. So thank you, Mohan. That's a good question. Boy, I love that too. Those different formats really shake things up. And, and that way, everybody's got different learning styles too. So there's some that you might be gravitating more towards for different folks. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, yeah. so I, I, I've got to ask this question now. I mean, this is what we're leading up to, right? The, the question of the moment, how are proposals selected? So they're in. How are they selected? Tell us, Mike. <laughs> uh, Will you be sharing the secret with us today? <laughs> <laughs> this is the secret. And actually, I'm, I'm very, again, very glad you mentioned this. Um, one thing I'm really proud of for being uh, part of uh, a, an association like OHUG or OETUG are our members. And our members are kind of our backbone. So how sessions are selected is we have members sign up for voting. So if they're an expert in EBS, HCM, Taleo, ERP, they can sign up to vote on those tracks. And our voting system is so simple and it helps me out so much. And um, this last year was the highest amount of voters we had. I think we had over 100 and they were voting on all sorts of tracks. So uh, our members come in and actually vote on sessions. So they'll read a quick title abstract learning objectives and give a quick breakdown on the vote for that. So it's a one to five vote so they can vote three. And there's also an area for comments. And I love that because I kind of read all those. And then when we go to select sessions, um, we'll pull a session. Like uh, my favorite part is last year when we were pulling uh, EBS sessions and some of them had 25 to 30 votes on them. So they would have an aggregate total there. Um, you know, anything, I think anything below four didn't get accepted. It had to be four or higher because we had so many sessions so selected there and um, the comments too. So the people picking those sessions can kind of read the comments. I do an initial kind of selection of sessions and I turn it over to our uh, track leads and then they look at that and they <laughs> generally, I've been doing a pretty good job of it lately, but there are a few tweaks here and there when people read the comments. And especially if you're looking in specific areas to, hey, we're a little bit light in this area, so we might have to select a session that may not have as high a voting. But I think our process is really strong. And because we get so many sessions, and we have so few session slots, um, you're really getting uh, the cream of the crop when you come to the Ascend Conference. Boy, that's the truth. I know it's it's always tough to reject some of the the wonderful submissions, but but just given the volume and the quality, sometimes that's how it happens. Thank yeah, you. That's a good point, Carrie. Uh, last year... I was, uh, sorry about that, Mohan. Sorry to interrupt. I was just going to quickly say, last year, you know, some we I do save some turbo talks for sessions that scored really high that I couldn't mm -hmm. accept for one reason or another, and made them turbo talks. So I think that helps because I already know the speaker was selected already, but they came and did a turbo talk on a different topic because a the speaker was obviously strong because their session rated so high. And then, of course, I know we're getting great sessions at the event. That also makes me feel good. Nice. Uh, and maybe, Mike, um, asking you to reveal yet another secret. Um, I mean, you can choose not to. thing is, uh, there are so many sessions being submitted. So what makes um, a session proposal really stand out and have a better chance of acceptance. 
Excellent question. And we get this a lot. I think, um, obviously, because I already did mention that uh, with our call for papers, uh, generally, we have about a 15 to 20% acceptance rate, depending on what track you're submitting for. Um, it really, I think the key is a fully developed title and abstract and kind of relevant and up to date items. I knew this year, we, we used to do this in the past, but I think we're going to have um, a page that will list a few hot topics, um, items that are kind of in the forefront, like AI or some of the other uh, really hot topics that we're going to be looking for and that will probably score higher. Uh, also, having a great uh, title. Uh, Mohan Dutt here is the king of titles, you know, touch the cloud and, and some of his titles uh, really help stand out, I think, for voters as well. And of course, with that title, you have to have a developed abstract. But if you're going to come up with a good title, I'm sure the abstract is going to be very well received. Also, I know Ravi, uh, who's on our board, came up with, a, you know, the godfather of cloud, or he came up with something really fun. Um, I know last conference we were in Orlando, so uh, is the juice worth the squeeze? That that was a session that came up last year, um, and now we're going to be in Vegas, and we, you know we're there kind of every other year. So the Vegas ones, there'll be you know don't crap out on you know implementing your your ERP cloud too fast. Stuff like that is gonna um, is gonna I think a catchy title helps. And then having the guts to back it, and then um, it, it's almost guaranteed to be selected if you if you just do those items. Excellent, yeah, that, I think that covers a lot of the the elements that people can look for that that put their submission over the top. How about on the other side of the coin? Coin, coin flip, Vegas. There's something there, but anyway, are there any? Uh, any mistakes that you see a lot in submissions? Any you know kind of oversights that you might want our applicants to be aware of? Yeah, I, I think the number one thing, and uh, regardless of how much I uh, kind of beat this drum, I always see it is just making sure um, all spelling and grammar is correct in the title and abstract. Um, also, I, I think uh, another big problem that comes up, and it's brought to my attention year after year also, is uh, sessions that get submitted that uh, are very old. Um, like they're submitted every year where they're submitted at K-Scope or our conference or, you know, Blueprint, some of the other conferences out there. Um, I see this, that the same person has submitted this same session to all these different conferences for the last three or four years. So again, making it fresh and new and um, which really shouldn't be that difficult. I guess you, if you are repurposing some work, I mean, it should be really shouldn't be that difficult to, to, you know, retitle it and maybe, you know, look at the abstract for uh, all the current and latest trends and tips that's always great to do. And again, I, I think from my standpoint is uh, I think I really love sessions from users that are just basically talking about the problems and challenges they're working on. So um, I love user sessions as well. So make sure uh, if you are a user and you're thinking of presenting, this is where I always kind of chime in and just say, we love seeing those sessions. We love seeing our users, our user members present. and. It's, it, I'm very proud of that when I see them do that because then, you know, I know we're doing our jobs and kind of getting the word out to them 
they're going to the conference, they're gaining experiences. And as a presenter, the networking is going to be much higher. You're going to be talking to a lot more attendees. You're going to be more engaged in the app. So um, I just think speaking at our conference is a real treat and it should it should be treated that way. So if you are you know presenting at the conference, you're submitting your uh, you're highlighting on social media. Mohan's the king there, um, saying, "Hey, I presented here." Oh, you will also get if you present for two hours, you will also get a CPE credit two C, two hour uh, two CPE credits for presenting. Those were actually just sent out last month to all our presenters that uh, spoke for two hours. But um, that that's all the benefits for speaking. I think I kind of jumped into a few different areas there, but I love it. Yeah. Give, give the people what they want and more. <laughs> yeah, and perhaps I have one last question. And this I get a question from many attendees who never got a chance to present. And they said, I'm a first-time presenter. Like any tips that you have for them? Yeah, the, the first-timers, um, again, I, I think uh, if you are a first-time presenter, the first thing I would kind of go through is uh, kind of look at the OHUG uh, knowledge base and uh, the OATUG knowledge base. Look at past papers that might have been submitted there. Um, kind of read over them. Um, that That's the, the very first starting point. So if you are members, you can go in and take a look at some of those. Uh, especially in your area, if you're considering, you know, ERP or EBS or HCM, you go in those areas and you kind of look at what, what was presented in the past and what was accepted in the past. Uh, that will give you a kind of great insight of what you need to start with. And of course, um, if you look at that title, abstract and learning objectives are all listed there. So that would be, that would be my first step would be to look at if I had been presented before to look at those items. And then, um, then you know, basically kind of see if those can spark something and what you're currently doing and the current problems that we're all ha having and experiencing. I mean, I think this user conference is extremely important because with everything we have going on right now, with moving to the cloud, uh, transitioning to the cloud, <laughs> fixing problems in the cloud, AI, that you have analytics that you have to look at. There's never been a better time and there's never like, there's just so much information exploding out there. It is a great time to submit and attend a conference because there's just so much information out there. So um, yeah, I think that as long as you, and on top of that, as long as you're passionate about um, what you're working on and how you fixed it, uh, last year, there was a, um, there was a company, um, I'm trying to pull this off the top of my head, which can be very difficult because I deal with so many users. But they had an instant where they completely reprogrammed Oracle a little bit. And I can uh, maybe I can get that to Deborah and kind of point them point that out to her. I think I, I might have already done that, but I forgot who it was who did a completely new instance, worked with their Oracle team, did new programming. That was an absolute and they were a user, and it was an absolute awesome session at Ascend. That's great. I'm wondering when I'm listening to you talk about the importance of user presentations, what about vendors and a user that they've worked with presenting together? Do you encourage that? Is there a lot of that? Or can a vendor even encourage their user to apply? It would seem to me that there might be a tie-in somehow there. 
There absolutely is. Good, great job on that, Deborah. Um, it must be your birthday or something. <laughs> He's Happy right. Birthday. It actually is. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, the there is an absolute tie to that. Uh, the I absolutely love partners that bring um, users to present. There's no better story than that, in, in my opinion, because you get the best, best of both worlds there. You're going to hear the user's experience with Oracle and, you know, with this partner helping them. And then the partner will be there to, to help answer any questions and talk about um, kind of the solutions. So those by far are the best. We do get a lot of users that submit. We get a lot of partners that submit. And then, um, but the user partner sessions um, are my favorite. And if you do do that, make sure you make the uh, user, the primary presenter, uh, the primary presenter is going to get the discount code. So uh, make sure that uh, your user is the primary presenter. But yeah, it, those are my favorite sessions. And if you look through, because um, at the end of the conference, you know, we have all the sessions are voted upon. I look at attendance records. I look at voting and always the sessions um, with the user and partner presenting is always rate very high. That's wonderful. We could talk to you all day, honestly. And I'm wondering, finally, you're talking about sort of the first and second phase of this process, the people applying and then the review and how they're chosen, the sessions are chosen, some advice on what the sessions would be like for the participants and the audience. What would be, in terms of getting ready for the conference, what would be the next thing that you think is really important for people that are planning to go attend, speak, whatever? Good question. I, I think the very first thing I would do if, um, if I was a presenter and I got selected, uh, I would get excited. Um, I think that's the best part. Uh, I know as soon as uh, you're selected, uh, I think the very first thing we ask you to do is register for the conference. So you're gonna use that. Uh, I would guess if you're a user presenter, you're gonna have to get approvals to travel. Um, and if you, uh, but by saying you're speaking at uh, the Ascend conference, that usually helps uh, with the approvals on stuff like that. Um, you're going to um, register for the conference and then the very next task uh, you really have to do is start working your PowerPoint. Again, if you're a brand new presenter, I would go to the knowledge base and look at past presentations to kind of see the form, uh, how they, how they, how they did it. I, I know you're going to do, uh, we do have a, a template that you're going to use and a send template. And then you're going to, of course, we try to get as much space on that template um, so you're going to, I know, um, I know for the OATUG speakers, there's going to be a lot of screenshots in there. OHUG, this can be the same way, but, um, yeah, you're going to have to start working on that PowerPoint template. And if you're like me, you do just, I do kind of one version and then of course go through multiple versions and kind of tweak and enhance it. Then, um, another, uh, really cool tool is if you do get accepted, uh, to actually put the title of your session or the topic of your session into chat GDP. That way uh, you can actually kind of see what computers and <laughs> the next generation of beings on this planet uh, actually think of your session. You can actually, uh, it comes up with a pretty good list. Um, so I would, I would actually do that because there's never been better tools for once you do get accepted. Actually, before you even submit, you can actually look at it as well. 
I know. It is incredible, isn't it, though? It's going to be very interesting this year to see what pops out of that whole AI revolution that we have going on here. You're so right. Well, thank you so much, Mike. You've given us a lot to think about, all of us and certainly our listeners. And Carrie Mohan and I will be coming back to you soon with our fourth episode. And as you can tell, we still have a whole lot to talk about. So please tune back in. So stay curious, get inspired, reach out. And we're here to help you ascend to new heights in your exciting Oracle journey. So see you again soon. All right. Thank you, Deborah. Thanks, Carrie and Mohan.